often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 400 and uh, 488. Damn, almost to 500. Had to relook at that. I, I knew it, but I had to look at it again. I'm just so good at this whole show prep thing, being on the ball. But uh, yeah, 488, and uh, I am once again inside the Slapbox penthouse. And... Uh, it is, as I record this, the day is Christmas Eve. Hours away from Christmas Day. As, uh, I was going to do the whole intro in Russian. I've been uh, trying to brush up on my Russian on the Duolingo. Because uh, why the hell not? And uh, yeah, it didn't come out quite right. Uh, I went into Google Translate because I wasn't sure how to say uh, I am your host. Uh, I know I is yeah, of course. Wasn't sure about host. It was... uh, Let's see here. I have it pulled up here. and it, I'm pretty sure it came out all wrong. Yatvoy Hozien, which I'm saying that wrong. Let's see here. Hozien. Yeah, that uh, that seems to be like it might actually be. I am your master, and uh, that's that comes off wrong. That comes off very wrong. <laughs> I'm your guide. I'm your host, trying to you know show you the way, not force you into something, force you into listening to this madness. You can always just hit stop or tune out. Maybe uh, you know, I don't know. Do something while you're listening to this. It's, you know, I'm not a master. Unless you're saying a masturbator, which I may have a chronic habit of that through my lifetime. But it seems to be <laughs> petering off, I guess you could say, as I, I'm now an old man, I think, officially. Don't uh, find the need of it as I as I once did. Not saying I don't. I mean... I might have to stop doing this podcast if I complete completely stop masturbating. I mean, the the whole title of the thing is well, it's female masturbation is what it's all about. Slap box. That's what <laughs> we didn't think that out real through uh, real thoroughly either when we came up with that name, uh, Shelley and and I and uh, I guess Leslie was involved in that decision as well too. We were just uh, fucking around on Urban Dictionary and. I think, I believe what happened was, just for shits and giggles, we put in masturbation. Because we were trying to come up with some weird title. And uh, we do, I, I think we put in masturbation in the Urban Dictionary and used the Theosaurus feature on there. And looked up different terms for masturbation. And just thought Slapbox sounded good. <laughs> It wasn't intentionally to sound like, you know, violence towards women. It was meant for, like, a woman masturbating is what we were intending it to be. That's, uh, and, you know, then it led to me drawing, uh, uh, I took a picture of my own hand in the, in the, uh, you know, looking like it was going to slap something. And then it did an outline with it with, uh, GIMP, the program there. Did an outline with my hand and then did a contour drawing, basically my hand for the logo which is still you know not the greatest looking logo which is sad because I was involved with the uh, graphic design there for a while a couple years <laughs> really but that was after I made the logo I just never went back and made a better logo because I'm you know kind of lazy when it comes to this podcast and and when I'm getting paid for work you know I, I work hard I want to point that out I work uh, pretty hard on most days you know some days I phone it in let's be real uh yeah back to christmas eve though it's christmas eve as uh i just got done watching uh christmas vacation the chevy chase classic 
which I guess, I mean, I guess it's uh, my go-to Christmas movie. As uh, I, not, my mother and I have uh, made it a tradition the last, I don't know, four or five years or something to watch it every Christmas, or at least, you know, in the days of Christmas, whether it be Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. And uh, I've got that damn song stuck in my head again now. The Christmas Vacation. <laughs> and I also have the image in my head of the end there where uh, Beverly D'Angelo has got her hand on uh, Mr. Chevy Chase's crotch when the uh, police officers uh, barge in and uh, tell them to freeze. And she freezes with her hand on on uh, Clark Griswold's cock. The Clark log. <laughs> Clark's log. Now it sounds like Star Trek. Clark's log. Uh, Stardate. 1989. That's when that film was made. Looked it up earlier. Fun fact, yeah. Chevy Chase was uh, just a slightly older than I am now when he uh, filmed that. Uh, or Well, I guess it would be... It would have been about 45, 46, as I am uh, going to be turning 40 here shortly. But that movie, it's pretty fantastic. I think it holds up. It's a true classic. I mean, the shitter's full and all. I still have yet, I believe we talked about this fuck, years ago, I guess, at this point. Shelley and I talked about uh, that we had, had not known, <laughs> and then we had just like Googled shit about uh, Christmas Vacation and found out there is actually a Christmas Vacation 2 and I almost rented that one. Fuck, I guess I could have bought it. It should it should be free somewhere, but I know on Prime Video you can rent Christmas Vacation 2, and I know the the story to that one is just absurd. It follows Cousin Eddie as, you know, he's just an absurd character. Of course, there is no Chevy Chase. And uh, there's I think there's a monkey? As uh, any movie with a monkey is, uh, <laughs> is of course, an instant classic, especially when it comes to uh, movies, right? As, uh, oh, I can buy it on DVD off Amazon for $7.69. Um, <laughs> IMDb ranks it a whole uh, two stars. Two stars. Let's see what uh, Wikipedia has to say about it. I'd like to know about, like, reception and... Some fun facts. Uh, it doesn't look like they have jack shit of information about it. I, I would like to know some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, like what led to the filming of Christmas Vacation 2. It's Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure, which, you know, already sounds fantastic. Um, But as the plot goes, according to Wikipedia, again, I have not seen Christmas Vacation 2. I need to get on that. Of course, he, uh, Randy Quaid returns as his titular character, Cousin Eddie. And uh, the plot here is the story begins with Cousin Eddie at his latest workplace, a nuclear facility where he works alongside, of course, a chimpanzee. When the chimpanzee outperforms him in every test, specifically mental agility, decision is made to fire him upon f- finding out the news the two get into an argument which results in the chimpanzee biting him with christmas approaching eddie is worried about what his this blah, what this job loss will mean for him and his family and he decides to talk to his former boss although he thought never the thought never occurs to him the nuclear company is con- uh, convinced that he will sue as a preemptive countermeasure they offer him and his family along with audrey griswold and his uncle nick a free vacation to an island in the South Pacific. While on holiday, they go on a boat ride while Eddie attempts to catch a shark. They get lost and eventually shipwrecked on an isolated island, which I hope he literally jumps the shark in it. You know? Because uh, if you're unfamiliar with the term, it means when TV shows uh, go completely off the rails, when they run out of ideas, they just start throwing ridiculous stuff out there, which in happy days... Fonzie literally jumped a shark. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I hope he, Cousin Eddie literally jumps the shark in there. But it doesn't mention him jumping the shark. Anyway, eventually Eddie's able to prove himself a man by providing for his family. And they all celebrate Christmas together on the island shortly after they are rescued. Although when the pilot becomes incapacitated, it is left to Eddie to land the rescue plane safely. Once landed, Eddie discovers he has been given his job back. 
I think that's a bad idea to give Cousin Eddie a job at a nuclear power plant. I'm just saying. It is... Uh, <laughs> Uh man, ooh, I should maybe read some reviews here cuz uh let's see here, amazon.com. Let's read some reviews. Somebody had to review this thing. Or actually, what the fuck? Read it off uh IMDb. Let's go back to that. <laughs> I'll use my brain one of these days. Well, IMDb here. This is uh so how many people reviewed this thing? There's got to be a few, right? Hey, there was an award nomination? What was this award? The uh, Razzie? It was a there was a <laughs> a nomination for the Hollywood Makeup Artist and Hairstylist Guild Award. Again, I haven't seen the movie. Maybe their hairstyles are pretty fucking awesome. Um, it's surprising to me though that uh, it was no, but it, that sounds like a legit award. Maybe they did have a solid crew as far as <laughs> makeup and all that goes. Damn it, I'm used to it on my, I should have just pulled it up on my phone because I know how to pull up the reviews and all that on there. I'm not... Oh, here we go. Here's user reviews. There's 80 of them on here. Uh, let's see here. No. Uh, let's well, look at them all here. This is... Uh, Michael Elliott here uh, of in 2012. Uh... Rated it. One out of uh, one out of two here. Uh, pretty awful from start to finish. Cousin Eddie gets bitten by a monkey as to avoid a lawsuit the company sends him. Yeah, we went over that. Man, oh man, what a complete and utter disaster this thing here turned out to be. No shit, really? It's something shocking because it seems writer Matty Simmons, a vet of the series, was really trying to deliver the goods to fans. I mean, we've got Cousin Eddie returning to the series. We've got Dana Barron from the first vacation film coming back as Audrey Griswold. We've also got Eric Idle. Oh, my gosh. Eric Idle is in it. The man from uh, Monty Python. One of the original, uh, well, I mean, they never had any <laughs> but replacements. But he was, you know, a member of uh, Monty Python. But, uh He's coming. He was coming back as his character from the second film in the series. Throughout the movie, there are other jokes aiming back at the previous films in the series, as well as other National Lampoon movies, including a cameo from Stephen First of Animal House fame. They went that far to come up with something for the fans, but they should have spent more time on screenplay because it's just horrid. Not for a single frame does this low-budget film feel like it's a part of the series. There just uh, are not any funny moments, and most of the scenes are just so poorly written and handled that you can't help but feel embarrassed. Even worse is that the entire thing is an obvious attempt to just make money, which is a real shame, as I'm sure the series had more to offer. The performances are pretty much what you'd expect, but Quaid can't capture the fire from his previous entries in the series, and he comes across rather bland. Fred Willard... Doesn't add much, but Sung Hai Lee steals the film with her incredible beauty, which makes this thing worth sitting through. I will admit that it was fun seeing Baron again, but her character is poorly written. 50s screen queen Beverly Garland appears towards the end in the final film of her career. Well, that's just sad. <laughs> uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation 2 is a truly terrible movie on pretty much all levels, so people really shouldn't expect anything like the original series, and uh, guess what? I wasn't. Uh, there are some positive reviews on here, or s more positive? Slightly more positive? I gotta read a positive review. I gotta find somebody. There's a couple here. Uh, no, I want somebody that's like over the top, loves this fucking thing. Uh, I'm not seeing that. Like, there's a couple sixes on here, but I'm not seeing... Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here's somebody... I mean, they're not 10 out of 10 in it, but they think it's pretty solid. I got to go back to that. I'm looking for a 10 out of 10. I want somebody that just fucking, you know, masturbates to this thing. Um, <laughs> I saw a couple sixes early on. They seem kind of like, uh, you know, not great, but... 
I think they were being generous with the six, but uh, <laughs> this is from VHS 1999. Good movie, but don't get why people are bagging it. I actually picked this DVD up by a mistake at work this week, mistaking it for the Chevy Chase movie. You fucked up, buddy. I took it home, watched it, and loved it. I remember the other vacation movies showing last Christmas Eve on TV, and I remember they were funny too. There was a reason that I liked this movie that I know a lot of people don't like for one reason. It was uh, B-grade and low-budget, but I seem to like the B-grade, low-budget flicks like they just click with me for some reason. Eric Idle's cameo is pretty cool. Hadn't seen him in a while either, and Randy Quaid was funny as usual. If you like the other National Lampoon movies, you will enjoy this one. It had its moments. I would like to point out this review was written in 2007, and it's, uh, you know, before, I think, Randy Quaid completely went batshit crazy uh, in real life. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, that was that seems to be the most positive review, but it sounds like that guy likes shitty movies anyway. Or girl, it doesn't really specify the name doesn't really specify gender. Uh but yeah, that that is still funny to me that they made a, a sequel without Chevy Chase and it's just cousin Eddie. So uh, I would like to watch it even though it's probably just complete trash. Just the shitter's full the whole time. It already sounds like they made uh, Cousin Eddie way too competent for it, for it, that he actually could hold down a job, although he lost his job to a chimpanzee, so he's still not quite competent. They do give him the job back at the end. The real part that, you know, again, I haven't seen it, the crazy part to me is that it sounds like maybe, maybe he's an idiot savant. Maybe he's a Rain Man sort of situation going on because it sounds like he's quite the good pilot, at least for as landing goes. Maybe he just got lucky with that. I'd like to see the end of that. How he managed to steer that helicopter. I think it was. Not a plane. Land that fucker down. <laughs> uh, but That song is not going to go for my head at any moment now. That is, that is in there. It's in it like Flynn. Uh... You know, I bet Randy Quaid was probably already freaking out a lot there. And uh, Christmas Vacation 3. Will, uh, people are still asking, will there be a Christmas Vacation 3? Is there actually? Hmm. The Chevy Chase is like in his 70s? He was born in the... Fuck, he's probably in his... He's got to be like in his 80s now at this point. Yeah, because uh, I saw earlier he was born in like 43. He's an old dude. He's gonna be the he's gonna be the one that fucking sets himself on fire this time. <laughs> this is a slash film slashfilm dot com. Isn't that more for slasher films? But all right, um, I guess not. Maybe that's not exactly what that's implying. But uh, it says here, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is largely considered to be one of the greatest Christmas movies ever made. You damn right. In the film, yet another attempt is made by Clark Griswold. To give his family the best experiences possible, this time focusing on the Christmas holiday as is tradition with the vacation films. Clark is circumvented at every turn by unpredictable elements like the world's driest turkey dinner, unexpected family visitors, nosy neighbors, electricity, the worst possible Christmas bonus in history, and the human hurricane known as Cousin Eddie, who would later get his own sequel. Uh... (laughs) Christmas isn't always the Hallmark card that people like to paint it as, and for a lot of people, it's an exhausting and stressful experience filled with resentment and drenched in eggnog. Christmas Vacation is so beloved because everything that possibly could go wrong on Christmas does go wrong, which surely makes us feel a heck of a lot better about our own nightmarish holiday hijinks. With seven films, yes, seven if you include the canonical short film Hotel Hell Vacation. I have not watched. In the franchise and Chevy Chase randomly popping up at commercials recreating scenes from Christmas Vacation, plenty are wondering if we'll ever get a look at the Griswold family Christmas after all these years with Christmas Vacation 3. That is Trey. Will we see a trilogy? Uh, But wait, 
I can hear you saying to yourself, Christmas Vacation 3 implies the existence of Christmas Vacation 2, but we already went over that. Yeah, there's a, there's a Cousin Eddie spinoff. Nobody wanted that one. It didn't go anywhere. It was a... I don't... I doubt they made any money off of that. All right, but what is the... Yeah, so they... Uh, <laughs> Let's skip ahead in this article here. All right. So what does this mean for Christmas Vacation 3? It's highly unlikely that we'll ever get a Christmas Vacation 3. Damn you. Due to both the massive failures of Christmas Vacation 2 and the fact that Chevy Chase doesn't have the best reputation of being someone people are willing to work with these days, especially those among the cast and crew of Community. Furthermore, Randy Quaid has turned into a conspiracy theory nut with serious legal trouble. Additionally, Christmas Vacation is over 30 years old and the physical comedy that made Christmas Vacation a classic would be difficult for Chase to pull off with awkward CGI or noticeable stunt doubles. Maybe he'd die in the filming of it. I mean, if he if he tried to do his own stunts. Again, he's like 80. <laughs> or almost 80. Think of... Uh, he makes it another like two more years. It'll be like 80. Something like that. Uh, but for those looking for vacation sequel fun, Chase and co-star Beverly, Beverly D'Angelo popped up for cameo roles in the 2015 vacation sequel, focusing on an adult Rusty Gridwall, Griswold, played by, of course, Ed Helms, which I have yet to watch. Yet to watch that. It only has got a 28% on Rotten Tomatoes. But, yeah. That's, uh, perhaps one day I'll get around to that. Or not, you know, or not. I don't think you can beat. I like Ed Helms. But when it comes to vacation movies, I feel like it's a Chevy Chase thing, man. A Beverly, Beverly D'Angelo. I cannot speak tonight. as I am I had a Red Bull before watching the movie so I could stay awake during that. But for some reason, I'm just, uh, I am dragon ass now. <laughs> it only lasted through the movie. I had a good year earlier, too. We were going to go see a movie at the theater uh, possibly can take my mother to Ghostbusters, but uh, there was only a few theaters that were showing Ghostbusters in the time. Like we went too early to go see it, and uh, like I went up to uh, drove around up to uh, Wentzville, the B and B, and then there was a Euro place near there, and it was uh, tasty. And uh, shit, I don't remember the name of the Euro place, but it's for, like pretty much right next to the B and B theater. And I had the classic gyro, some baklava, you know, and some chips I didn't really care for, but it was like honey, sriracha, I think. That uh, gyro was damn good. Hadn't had a gyro in a while. Been tasting it here and there through <laughs> since then. Kind of coming back, give me a little uh, reprisal. Not as bad as, like, say, a Christmas vacation, too. It's not like that just coming back up into my throat. Again, though, I, I guess I can't dog on it. I haven't seen it, but I'm guessing it's just complete trash. Seems unlikely that there's redeemable things about it, unless you want to watch a train wreck, which sometimes I do. I do enjoy watching train wrecks, though, you know, preferably not watching people die inside the train wreck. Maybe it's an empty train. Are there trains that just don't have anybody in it? I think you have to have at least an engineer, right? I'm not sure on that, but uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, so that uh, is, uh, and uh, I'm going to play Rob Your Neighbor on Sunday. That'll be uh, that'll be uh, interesting. I don't know what kind of gifts we're going to get. I, I always try to grab something that I would like myself, and, uh, well, I guess I can go ahead and say it if, uh, I don't think any of my family will listen to this before we play Rob Your Neighbor. I will be posting this on Sunday when I'll be visiting uh, the fam, the, my aunts and uncles and cousins and such, for the Rob Your Neighbor. But, you know, I don't think uh, I don't think they'll probably listen to this before we do it. So I'm just going to say what I got. I got a sushi-making kit I got for Barnes & Noble because, you know what, I like me some sushi. I fucking love me some sushi. And I figured... I wouldn't mind, and you know, walking out with this gift, as I'd like to make some sushi. Let's fucking roll up some sushi, yo. Roll up some sushi. Uh, but, and I also figured too, if I didn't end up making it out there, it could be like I could just hold on to it and then just fucking make some sushi. But it, I, I believe I am going. So, <laughs> I should, I should, unless something happens. 
uh, as of right now, I don't think anybody's sick. There's no reason to like call it off, and uh, I don't have to work even on Monday or anything. So should be should be there. Uh, it won't be quite well. I was gonna say it probably won't be as good of a gift. Whatever I end up with at the end of the day, I don't think it'll be as exciting as like I think it was four years ago when I stole a squatty potty and gave it to the muffin man. <laughs> Which I don't know if he still has that. Yeah, ask him about that. I don't think so. He used it for a little while, but I think those things are really rather gimmicky. I think you just use it for a little bit and you realize, you know, okay, whatever. I don't need to fucking sit in here like a stool. <clears throat> they claim, though, that it's better for you to shit like that. I mean, look at India. I mean, they got... Uh, mo- I believe there are normal toilets in parts of India if you have, like, money, but uh, mostly, uh, from what I understand, again, I have not been to India... Before I understand, they hover over holes and just shit in holes. Apparently, that's better for you. I can understand that being better for your leg muscles. They say it's, like, better for your sphincter and stuff, you know? Maybe I'd have, like, less problem with hemorrhoids and stuff if I just hovered over a toilet. <laughs> Instead of actually sitting down on it. I just, you know, did a gargoyle-type pose over it and dropped deuce. Uh, <laughs> then again, maybe not. I don't know. The unicorn in the video is pretty fantastic. I mean, it looks like it works out for him or her, whatever it is. I can't tell the gender of said unicorn in video. I mean, it already it's a magical creature at that. It could be asexual. I don't know. I'd have to ask Kim Jong-un because apparently they are really exist in North Korea. There's some kind of cave there where they claim that uh, <laughs> unicorns really live. Or so I've heard. I have another place I've yet to visit. Not real high up on my uh, travel plans, though. Uh, Pyongyang is not uh, not a city I really care to visit, though it would be one hell of an experience. Like I feel like I probably wouldn't have any fun while I was there, but it make for some, I'm I'm certain if I did go to North Korea, it'd make for some hella stories, man. Hella stories. Just hopefully I wouldn't end up doing something stupid like there was those. I believe they were Americans. They went there, uh, this is years back, like a good decade or more. Or, or, well, I think it was just one person. Well, I guess it was uh, he returned. There's the guy that stole the poster. It was like a propaganda poster and uh, was arrested. Uh, and he got sent back, I believe, and then died here like soon after being uh There we go. Man stole poster in North Korea. That that was uh I'm pretty sure he died and then Yeah, yeah, he yeah, in 2017 he got sent back cuz he was sick and then like, oh, yeah, he died shortly after. So, he was in prison there for, for 15 months. Yeah. Don't steal posters in North Korea, man. Even knowing that though, I'd be, you know, I'd be kind of tempted I'd be kind of tempted, which is another reason why I'd like, I don't think I should go to North Korea. One of the many reasons, but it'd be interesting to see. I'd, I, you know, it'd be, it'd be really interesting to be in a place like that. Uh, not from again, not like, I don't think I'd have fun, but it would be, I, to, to actually be in a place like that, to I feel like yeah, I'd get more of an understanding of it. It's one thing to read about or watch documentaries on actual footage of people being there, as opposed it's it's a totally different thing than actually being there, you know. And just like just the feeling you got to get like I imagine in my head it would seem like a North Korean, the average North Korean citizen is probably, I would think all of them are rather quiet and, you know, are afraid of what they might say that to piss someone off to possibly throw them in jail. That anything they could do at any moment could get them and their family thrown in jail because you fuck shit up in North Korea, you're all going to jail. <laughs> Anybody that knows you. Uh, guilt by association is a, from what I understand, from what I understand. Uh, but I haven't even met Dennis Rodman to ask him what it 
what it's like there, but I feel like his impressions of North Korea are probably going to be a bit skewed, as he just kind of hang out with hung out with uh, Kim Jong Un, and I guess talked basketball or wedding dresses. I'm not really sure. Maybe uh, <laughs> maybe Kim Jong Un likes to uh, dress up in wedding dresses and uh, paint his hair, but I haven't seen that. Haven't seen that. Maybe he does. Maybe he does. I mean, you hang out with Rodman. Who knows what's going to happen? I've heard, you know, crazy stories about that guy. That that w- motherfucker is like one hell of a partier. I can't imagine <laughs> the fucked up night that Kim Jong-un and Dennis Rodman could have. Especially if, I mean, that guy killed his uncle with starving dogs or wherever the fuck it was. There was anti-aircraft cannons. I don't know. Crazy shit that he's done in the executions. Like, what does that guy do to to let loose, you know? There's got to be, like, some Squid Game-esque shit going on for, like, his pleasure. And just, I, I just see, uh, was Rodman's nickname? The Worm, I think. The Worm and, the Worm and Kim Jong-un over there. The just, <laughs> oh, Dennis, you think you'd like to party? Let's, you haven't seen shit. Hold on. We're going to make these motherfuckers uh, play red light, green light. <laughs> and if we catch them moving after they stop, we're just going to fucking kill them, man. We're just going to fucking kill them. Or I picture that scene in uh, the fourth Rambo uh, that's just called Rambo, I believe, which is the greatest of the the fucking films. That one's so fucking good. Uh, but there's that whole scene where they're in a rice paddy in Burma, and uh, there's those fucking troops tossing out landmines into the rice paddies. And then forcing uh, people to run across the the field, <laughs> and then making bets on who's gonna fucking die. Like I see that kind of shit happening in North Korea, like on a night out with Kim Jong Un. Like this is debauchery at its most fucked up, right? Then again, maybe not. Maybe he just like he does like maybe he's just playing kids' games. Like he like Rodman comes over and they just play like marbles, and no one dies. Although there probably is still an old man that's like, uh, oh, what did you say? What was it odd even? I don't know. <laughs> there's some. There's still got to be an old guy that's got dementia, right? Or faking dementia. Which I guess in Squid Game, he's not really faking dementia. He has dementia, but then he's pretending. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's a bit much. A bit much. Speaking of watching things, thinking of like Squid Game there, uh, I did finish watching the last episode just dropped of Hawkeye. And I got to say, my least favorite of the uh, Marvel shows on Disney Plus so far. Least favorite. And I think by far, by far, that was... I did enjoy... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I did enjoy uh, Vincent D'Onofrio returning as Kingpin for a a bit in the final episode. You did get a glimpse of him in the previous episode where it's just a picture of him. But then you did get to see some action of Kingpin and a Hawkeye at the end. And that's kind of cool to think maybe they have the big bad of Kingpin if Hawkeye does another season or such or have him in another show. But again, I wasn't too crazy about Hawkeye. It just seemed like one very long Christmas special of a show. (laughs) Like the whole thing. Christmas special. And one thing that really, like, turned me off on it, I waited this is a spoiler you might want to listen to if you haven't watched it yet. And because, uh, you know, oftentimes the end of Marvel movies and or shows, you wait till after the credits, you get another scene, especially on like the last episodes. They like to do that. I waited at the end of this this uh, last episode of Hawkeye. And uh, I got to the end. And I was very disappointed that I waited to the end. And I waited for it was this. I did not like the scene. It was they have in the, if you've seen any of the show, they have the Rogers as in Captain Rogers, Captain America. That is, they have a play in New York called just Rogers that well, it's it's a musical. It's not a fucking just a regular play. It's a, a musical. They're just singing and shit, you know, dancing, singing. And. <laughs> If you wait after the credits on Hawkeye, it is just one long fucking number from 
Rodgers. And the whole time I'm thinking, well, maybe they'll kind of redeem it and just have some of the other original cast members like Mark Ruffalo or, you know, uh, <laughs> any of the other Avengers, you know? Scar- well, Scarlett Johansson wouldn't be there because Black Widow is dead in this, unless it's somebody, that her Black Widow from another universe or something of that nature. But, uh, and of course... No Robert Downey Jr. because he's dead at that point. Again, unless they get him from another universe. But <laughs> they could have had some cameo or something in the musical. Maybe a Chris Evans sighting. Or an old Chris Evans. Something. But no, they have this really long number from this made-up musical called Rogers. And uh, I wasn't digging it. I wasn't digging it. I've liked very few musicals in my life. Which I'm going to say I like some. And the ones I like, I really like. You know, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Fantastic. I love that shit. Sweet Transvestite. Tim Curry is so good as Dr. Frankenfurter. And you get Susan Sarandon. Uh, good stuff. And uh, probably my other go-to as far as musicals is the South Park movie. Like the song Uncle Fucker. Oh, oh. So good. So good. Other than that, I could really give a shit less about musicals. Um, I mean, I got to say, though, watching them like, and say those people are, I can tell that they have talent. Like, everybody that's involved that was in that number, you can tell that they worked out and, like, uh, kept themselves fit. And also, I mean, they can sing. They really can't sing. But, again, I, I could give a shit less <laughs> about musicals for whatever reason. And I love music. I feel like I should like musicals, but for whatever reason, I could give a shit less. <laughs> uh, then again, unless it's like uh, Sweet Transvestite, you know? Or Damn It, Janet. Some of those classic tunes in Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mainly it's just Rocky Horror Picture Show. That movie's so good. So sweet. Uh <laughs> I mean, it's got fucking meatloaf in there. How can you go wrong? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that being said, if if you want to spare yourself, if you haven't seen it, and uh, you too do also do not care for musicals, don't don't bother to watch the uh, end credits uh, at the end. You can go ahead and go on about your day. Maybe you'll feel better about the series if you don't watch that. And take your time to wait to the end and see that. Now, of course, I did I did fast-forward a little here and there, but I would only do a very little chunks because it's. Uh, I was using it on my uh, Fire Stick. Uh, well, no, it's not a Fire Stick. I'm, uh, it's, a, it's a Roku stick, I guess, which I think Fire Stick is. Is that Amazon? I'm not sure, but it's a Roku deal. And when I use that, I can't really look ahead to see what, it's it's a little little screwy if you skip ahead too far. I don't know, it acts up kind of funny. Like my internet's kind of silly downstairs. I don't know what's going on, but it's weird if I skip ahead too far. So I did watch, you know, some of the end. I did skip around a little bit. Wasn't like I was waiting 20 minutes eagerly for the scene. But, you know, every minute counts. That's a minute I could have been doing something else. Damn you. Damn you, Marvel. But every other show that they put out, I've enjoyed. Um, and Hawkeye, I guess, had its moments. I guess I'm just really bitter about that whole musical at the end. <laughs> like, I feel like there should have been a tease for another show. And fuck, that better not be a tease for another show now that uh, those words leave my mouth. I hope there is not a Rogers musical just put up on Disney+. Plus. I feel like they're going to do it now. They're like, you know what, we got all these actors... We wrote the song, you know, we enjoyed how it, it turned out. Let's make a whole Rogers musical. Let's I'm gonna say it right now. Fucking don't do that. <laughs> don't fucking do that. And please, whatever you do, if you do that, which don't do that, but if you do that, Marvel, Kevin Feige, if you're listening, because I'm sure he's you know, one of the hundred people that listen to this. <laughs> Gotta be, right? Uh don't do it, man. And then also, for some reason if it happens don't make it to where there has to be like this is a must watch to know the plot to any of the other future movies like uh cuz i don't like i don't even want to have to go on youtube uh 
and pull up clips from it to find out the plot that I'm missing. That's just harsh, man. It's harsh. Don't do that to me, Feige. I thought we were homies. <laughs> but I am still excited for Boba Fett next week. That's that's uh, something to look forward to. And I'm pretty certain there's not going to be any uh, musical numbers like nonstop in that one. I don't think there's going to be an end credit scene where they just... Boba breaks into song and... Uh, <laughs> Maybe uh, Jabba, the ghost of Jabba the Hutt. I don't know. Maybe they get one of Jabba's dancers and just kind of dance. But if they did that kind of start, maybe a cantina dance number, like that's not so bad. That's not so bad. But like the man, like the fucking song they went into for Rogers, just ah. Please no more. Please no more. I I would be highly shocked if they uh. Did a musical number. They shouldn't in Book of Boba Fett. Um, <laughs> but I could see a cantina scene. I mean, he's going to Jabba's palace. Well, cantina. I'm not uh Cantina's slightly different, but, uh, but, you know, the song there in Jabba's palace that they had the big dance number, which in 1997 with uh, when Lucas went through and remastered the stuff, added new scenes, they, of course did uh did more to that um <laughs> now I'm just thinking of the cantina band in the uh new hope there the cantina band in the cantina uh the fun fact the style of music that they play is called jizz I'd like to hope that that was George. Uh, I almost said George Harrison. <laughs> I don't think George Harrison had anything to do with that, but I would like to think that was George Lucas. That you know what, the music is. It's gonna be called jazz. It's jazz. It's like jazz, but it it is jazz. It's jizz. <laughs> uh, now you know what. Now I'm gonna have to look up the the history of the word jizz. Because I'm very wondering. Like I want to know. Where that originated. Jizz. No. Jizz. Oh, how is that not? <laughs> oh, it's been around a while. So I'm definitely thinking he knew what the fuck he was talking about here. Uh, On Wikipedia here. Oh, jism. I don't want jism. I want jizz. Jism here, which I guess is the same shit. Uh, etymology on it here says originally U.S. English first attested with the meaning energy in 1842, and with the meaning semen in 1888. For semantic development, compare spunk, perhaps ultimately from British dialect chism, a shoot or sprout. Uh, <laughs> what does the slang word jizz mean? A lot of people. Fucking search that. Uh, energy or strength? Jizz. I got energy. I got a lot of jizz. Hmm. <laughs> there's a there's a picture of I guess jazz is where some of that comes from. I'm seeing pictures of yeah. I don't know. Now there's where did the word jazz come from? That's unimportant. That's very unimportant. That just means jizz with an A. I don't know. Uh, uh. I have been uh, playing, uh, fun fact, uh, again, still playing a lot of uh, Call of Duty. And it uh, seems like they're starting to get their act together as far as like fixing some shit. And Caldera, I got to say, I was not a big fan of Warzone pre the Caldera map. I played it a bit because I got some friends that play it and uh, I'm not very good at it. My KDR on there right now is .67 kill to death ratio that is. That's not good. <laughs> Means I'm dying a lot more than I'm uh, killing people. So not great, not great. But uh, we've had some good, uh, the t the teams I've been playing with, uh, the guys, the fellas, it is uh, my good f uh, friend uh, 
Well, he was known on the show as Jimmy Crow Magnum when uh, he he was on a few times. But uh, his <laughs> his name on uh, Activision is a uh, choking stroke, and uh, his uh, friend and coworker there, uh, Brandon, uh, shit, uh, noob noob the god or the god something like that is what he just changed his name to. It was a uh, zombie chicken. Uh, but <laughs> we've been uh we've been doing some good uh, matches there on on the uh, war zone with the Caldera map, and uh, I was I'm tempted like possibly tempted to maybe maybe just jump in on a couple of tourneys some tournaments there on uh, some sites. I know that I I don't think we have any real shot at taking down any like real pros like on the six figure tournaments where you you know the prize pool is like a hundred thousand or something obscenely ridiculous. Um, but there are, you know, ranked tournaments that, uh, some are free. Some you have to pay like five, $10 or something to join in. And then, uh, you get smaller payouts. Uh, some of them pay as low as like maybe like 20 bucks to where it's like, you can, you know, you can have like a grand or something. But I feel like maybe we could win a, a few of the lower grade tournaments, especially on the rank based ones where they pair you or uh face you off against people in the same rank basically or uh skill set i feel like if we're all on the same playing field and no one's cheating we could really dominate we could really dominate we had a solid win the other night as we uh were hanging around the lighthouse area there's uh i forgot the name of uh near the lighthouse oh the lagoon we landed there and just held shit down, man. We held shit down. I've been getting salad at Gulag, too. As I win more at the Gulag now than I lose, which is a positive. I swear, I think my KDR on that game was down at like 0.4 something at one point. So 0.67 is actually quite the improvement. <laughs> I think it's going to take a while, too. If I really want to get a positive kill-death ratio on that game, though, there's just way too many losses, way too many deaths for me to come back from that. But that's not what you need to win. You get a solid team, you know? If I'm just good at certain things, I like what I like to do on that game. And pretty much just any Call of Duty nowadays. Like, I, I'm a big run-and-gun kind of guy nowadays. I, I used to like sniping more, but, uh, well, I was always more of a run-and-gun. Uh, although <laughs> there was a few uh, Call of Duties there where I did like to uh, Betty up, uh, use the bounce of Bettys, like the World War Two. That's just shrimp. The Call of Duty that's simply called World War Two. That one, you could uh, respawn or uh, your Bettys would reload. Your bounce of Bettys, you could have two at a time, and uh, once. Uh, they recharged, I guess, after a while. So you could put down two bouncing Bettys and, like, lock yourself down. It was really great if you wanted to be a dick and camp somewhere. <laughs> and it would, even if it didn't kill the people, then when they came through, if you heard your Betty go off, you knew, like, oh, fuck, somebody's coming up on me. And then you could go fish them out. But uh, <laughs> my KDR on there was always shit. But it, I had fun sniping on that game. Uh but nowadays, I, I like the run and gun shit. I like a good solid SMG. Like right now, my go-to is the Thompson, the M1928, which is the Tommy gun right there. And I put the 100-round clip on that bad boy. And uh, a Mercury silencer with uh, whatever the uh, barrel is that has the most uh, firepower to it. And... Uh, I just fucking run in, run at those motherfuckers, throw a flashbang or something like that into a room, you know, crowded, and then I just jump in there and just try to mix it up, <laughs> see what happens. As uh, it often results in some kills. It just hip fire that thing. It's pretty fantastic. The PPSH, which I used to the, a lot of times I like to call the fish, which is the Russian submachine gun. That uh, I think uh, that one's pretty solid as well. That's another one, as well as the MP40, the German submachine gun. 
solid, solid gun on that game. Uh, Thompson, though, is my go-to, just mainly because that 100-round clip. Man, when you have 100 rounds, you don't have to reload. And you're playing uh, quads, so you got each team's you know got four people on it. <laughs> you try to go, you know, get ahead of your team and try to push on it on somebody, and there's four of those fuckers in there. Or if say you're the last one left on your team, and you're just uh, trying to clear out a room, dude, you could, don't reload. Get in there and keep firing, and it's 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 just just phenomenal. <laughs> a lot of bullets flying. It's fun though. I don't really like the regular Warzone still that much because because you can go in when you play Warzone right now. You've got the uh, Vanguard maps there, which it well the, all of the maps are Caldera, but you have the two. It's I've got the how they have it set up as of today, but you go in there and there's the Vanguard modes, which I guess is just different time periods because you play Caldera basically I guess in the 40s during World War II. And uh, there's no helicopters. There's no modern weapons at, at all in there, which is how I like it. I like the Vanguard shit, and I, it feels like the gameplay is a little bit different. Uh, and you have the planes. I enjoy the planes much better than the helicopters. Uh, but then you can just play, like, re, uh, Rebirth Island Resurgence, which is not Caldera, which I did just say a moment ago. <laughs> it's all Caldera maps. It's not. Rebirth Island is still its own thing. And again, it's like a, got all the modern weapons, but you can still use the World War II shit. Um, but I like the Caldera uh, Vanguard stuff where it's like in the 1940s, you go in there and you're restricted to a lot of shit in there. And for whatever reason, I do better. Do better at that. I don't know if the uh <laughs> making any real money doing it. But uh, it's fun. I do enjoy it. Although last night, what didn't go so hot for part, uh, partly maybe because of the fact that uh, I did decide to go pick up some Angry Orchard and I don't drink much alcohol anymore after two of those. I was a little buzzed. little buzzed. little buzzed. Kind of maybe regret it, although we were, we were still having fun. Still having fun. Uh... Uh, I did also as uh, go back to like watching stuff. I finished Witcher season two, and it was entertaining. I don't know if it was quite as good as the first one. I really enjoyed that first season. Uh, Yennefer. I was trying to see if I can do the voice, and no. Though my my throat is kind of dry right now, so I would think I could kind of do the Geralt uh, voice there. Yennefer, Witcher. No, no, I don't. I I haven't really practiced it, so <laughs> still a good show. Like, eh, they got a spinoff coming. Spoiler alert: you get to see the clips of it at the end of uh, Witcher season two there. And uh, I would imagine though, like, it's probably pretty hard to film that with the uh, uh, COVID restrictions. So that was probably a little bit different, difficult, but uh, it's worth a good watch. Um. Oh, what I, I did should have mentioned too with Christmas Eve. I uh for figure for like a Christmas gift uh for Shelly there. I uh last night I went ahead and bought some Blues tickets. That is the St. Louis Blues, baby. They were the 2019 Stanley Cup champions. Um, and they we still got quite a few guys from that team. You know, there's several that have gone on to uh, other teams or retired or what have you. Um, but uh, they, we still got a solid team as uh, Bennington is still in goal. And uh, love me some Jordan Bennington. Uh, and so I, the tickets I got were for St. Paddy's Day, which is my birthday, also the 10th anniversary of this podcast. And so that'll be quite the weekend as – that is on a Thursday. We'll go see that, that Thursday. And then the following day, on the Friday, March 18th, we'll be hitting up the Tool concert, which I think is also at Enterprise Center where the Blues play. So we'll be there back-to-back nights. 
trying not to buy a damn thing while I'm there. <laughs> Shit's going to be expensive. But it should make for quite the uh, the birthday party and also a Slapbox anniversary, Um, which I plan to at least continue this podcast till then because i got to make it at least 10 years. What happens beyond that, I'm not sure. Not sure. But uh, that looks to be some fun. Um, hopefully we'll get a decent podcast out of that one. Uh, maybe really tired after <laughs> spending two nights uh, going to uh, St. Louis and such. But who? Uh, I don't know. You know, could uh, could end up getting canceled too. The way things are going with the Rona, you know, the Omicron variants, like just getting a lot of people sick and then uh some places are uh, not allowing audiences for things so that's that could that'll be a real bummer or if one of us gets fucking covid and then we're n- n- unable to go that would be just shitty shit hey as for you know the last uh 2 years i i didn't do shit for my birthday in 2020 or 2021 didn't do really do shit and uh, so it it this will kind of hopefully make up for that as two back to back nights of good stuff, and then of course I plan on getting some corned beef and cabbage the day of St. Pat's for like lunch. Gonna hook up some corned beef and cabbage. I'll have at least one Guinness, and then blues game baby. Get some blues. Get some Jordan Bennington action. I'll be rocking my Bennington jersey. You damn well better believe that shit. Got my Stanley Cup patch. And uh, other than that, I'm trying to think. <laughs> what else we got going on here? Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's uh, <laughs> not a whole lot else has been going on. It's just, you know, holiday stuff. Holiday stuff. Going uh, tomorrow to some restaurant over in Chesterfield. But, uh, hopefully I'll see uh, Shelly tomorrow, although he's uh, not feeling well today. We didn't uh, end up getting h- hooking up. But, uh, but yeah, uh, hopefully uh, he's not Hopefully he's not dying of, of the Rona now, as I say this. But I don't think so. He's, apparently it's sinuses. I don't know. Apparently. It could be the, the Crohn's heating up. Not sure. Uh, either way, either way, uh, could get some good food tomorrow. Cause, uh, I've been, uh, pretty excited whenever I get like decent food these days because I'm still just rocking for the most part on most nights here, rocking ramen, which sounds like a really bad song. Rockin' ramen. It's like <laughs> rockin' robin, but it's rockin' ramen. And uh, it's not as good as Rockin' Robin, because when I hear Rockin' Robin, I think Red Robin, and that's good stuff. But ramen, which I I enjoy ramen. That's why I continue to eat the shit. It's not great for you. doesn't process through my system too well. And like today, having the gyro, I mean, it seemed real special since, again, I just don't, don't get to eat that much food. And then uh, I don't remember what day it was. This was last weekend. Uh, my mother and I had uh, lunch at Sugar Fire with my my aunt Sherry. Is uh, I had a uh, chicken biscuit there that was spectacular. Had uh, the biscuit with, of course, the chicken, <laughs> obviously, hence the name. And then there was, uh, I think there was honey on there. I want to say there was honey on there. And then they had butter on top of the biscuit. It was honey, and then hot sauce. And I love me some hot sauce. Throw it with some butter. Fuck yeah. The biscuit, chicken, I'm all in. I am betting all my money. And uh, I'm walking away a happy man out of that. Uh, that's not a gamble, really. I mean, that is just, you're going to win. You're going to win. Unless for some reason one of those things gives you, like, heartburn or something. But uh, tasty, tasty stuff. And I did have their cornbread while I was there too. And uh, their cornbread's good, but I feel like the portion's too big. 
like cut that fucker in half or something. I don't need that much cornbread. <laughs> Maybe I, then again, you know, I guess I could cut it up and save half of it for myself later, but that's just not usually how I do it at a restaurant. I feel like I got to eat everything that's in front of me. I turn into a dog, just eating everything that I can possibly see. Although I don't usually grab off other people's plates. I I restrain myself there, but uh, I will make myself violently ill. I got to be careful. I got to make sure I order something <laughs> I know I can finish without destroying myself because I will continue to eat past the time that I am full. Well, I mean, of course, I, I there's only one time I made myself sick from eating, <laughs> and I was like 15 at the time, so I guess I can't really say that. But I And I only did that, I knew full well I shouldn't eat the whole thing. And in a normal circumstance, would have stopped right there. But there uh, there was pride at stake. I don't remember if there was an actual bet. There, I feel like there might have been a bet. But uh, my friend that I was with, uh, which Jackman, who of course, uh, where the podcast, his house, where the Slapbox bunker uh, was for many years as I lived there. Um, we, uh, lived in the same apartment complex when we were teenagers and, uh, another, uh, neighbor of ours, uh, had gone with us to, uh, fucking, uh, <laughs> Aldo's here in town, the Washmo and had, they have, I I'm imagining they still have this, but they had just like a massive, it might've been even called the large plate of Alfredo. And I don't even think there was, like, meat or anything. It was just, like, noodles and Alfredo sauce. It was just a massive plate of it. And I love me some Alfredo. <laughs> they brought the plate out. There's like, there's no way you're going to eat all that. And from that moment on, I was like, I am eating all of this. I don't care what you say. I'm doing it. I feel like there might have been some appetizers, too. I'm not sure. But I ate the whole fucking thing out of spite pretty much there may or may not have been a bet of course this is like 25 years ago so I don't really recall it that well anymore but I do know what I do recall is that I felt so ill (laughs) when I left that place like I was immediately regretful that I ate all that food Uh, which happens a lot when I go to like buffets but this wasn't a buffet situation like I (laughs) just looking at it I was like oh yeah this is probably a mistake but they said I can't do it. And anytime somebody says I can't do something, it's like, oh, fuck, I got to find a way to make this happen. Uh, so <laughs> uh, maybe it's all that grunge music I grew up listening to, like Nirvana and such, like, fuck the man, fuck you. You're going to tell me what to do? I'm going to show you. I'm going to eat this whole plate of Alfredo. Uh, but <laughs> I accomplished that goal. I did. And I, you know, I think I didn't let on too much to them. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't the, how sick I felt, but I was very ill <laughs> after eating that large plate of Alfredo. And when I had gotten home, uh, I had to pray to the porcelain God. It was bad. I, I vomited. Like, I think every bite I had of that plate of Alfredo back into the toilet, it was, <laughs> And it did not, did not taste quite as good, I don't think, on the way out. But it did not k- kill me on the uh, like of me liking Alfredo. I, I don't, you know, maybe went a little while without eating it, but I'd still throw down on some Alfredo to this day, not the, to that degree. But uh, I feel like if it would have had like broccoli or chicken or something to like give it some variety just having the noodles and the sauce just seem like too much and plus i think i'm slightly lactose intolerant there i don't know if there's degrees of that but i know milk doesn't often sit well with me i'm not a big i do not like milk and then you know alfredo's got well i guess it depends on how you made it make it but uh you know it's got dairy in there uh they make it cream and all that such like uh if you make it like how you're supposed to you generally use heavy whipping cream but uh, <laughs> imagine just having that straight could was probably a bad decision. 
I know cheesecake can like fuck with me. Like if I eat just plain cheesecake, it's okay if it's got like fruit and stuff with it. But just eating plain cheesecake, it's it's not great. <laughs> not great. But uh but yeah, yeah. I've I think I've learned my lesson with with that, but then again, pride might catch up to me if uh, once again, if someone just says you can't you can't eat all that. Uh which actually fun fact <laughs> <laughs> Several years ago, uh, the third Thursday group run. It was a birthday third Thursday. It was right on St. Pat's, and uh, the group had gotten me a cookie cake for my birthday, and I had already eaten quite a bit of food, and I had my traditional Bosco sticks with a pizza there at the beer deck, and I had a lot of cookie cake, and I was gonna kill off the rest of that cookie cake. It was a good sized cookie cake, which I guess is all cookie cakes pretty much the same size. My friend Ray actually took <laughs> the remainder of the cookie cake away from me because she was afraid that I was going to make myself sick, which I know my limits, and I I felt pretty confident it wasn't going to make me sick. And I mean, I didn't get sick, but again, I didn't finish it. She took it from me. <laughs> maybe she would have been right. Maybe she would have been wrong. I believe I would have been fine. Would have been fine. I think I could have really been something as far as a competitive eater when I was in my 20s. Like, it probably would have been a bad idea as soon as I hit my 30s, but I feel like I could have done some damage in my 20s and probably into my 30s. Like, now it seems like a bad idea. Like, I have a lot of digestion issues now that I'm 40. I got to be a little careful on what I eat. But, man, back in the day... Dude, you fucking, you better, uh, you beat me in a food eating contest in a dream. You better wake up and apologize as a, a sort of a take on what Muhammad Ali used to say or one of the things he said. But, uh, that's another thing, another road I didn't go down. That one I'm not too upset about that I didn't <laughs> try. Uh, but, uh, but yeah. I uh, guess what I'm done here, and uh, if you're listening to this, which I guess I'm posting it the day after Christmas, so I guess I hope you had a great uh, Christmas, and uh, if you don't, uh, the next one I guess I'll be posting like right before New Year's. I don't remember what day of the week that is. I guess the New Year's Eve is a... Saturday, so I guess I'll be posting that one afterwards, afterwards anyway, so I guess have a happy new year, and uh, as always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.